0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday, which means it is a Greg Cosell Thursday, the civilian goat from NFL Films University, the NFL Matchup Show. You know, by the way, we're presented by DraftKings. I love DraftKings. 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 That's a little bit tip of the cap to the people back in the day. Um, I love it's little things in life. Every Thursday. One of the YouTube comments we get, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, is from my guy Joel Swisher saying, it's a Greg Cosell Thursday. Every week he does it. Every week he leaves the same comment on the same video, and I don't know why, but it makes me very happy. Any of you can get a shout out from me. Like I will record a 30 to 45 second video on my phone and send it to you. All you have to do is subscribe to YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Again, subscribing is free, right? All you're doing is like you're hitting the thumbs up button. That's it. Just hit the thumbs up. It's, it's free. You're not costing you anything. And make a comment so I can see that you did it because I can't track everybody that subscribes. I can track everybody that makes a comment. We will have a sponsor confirmation email winner tomorrow. We've had a bunch of good sponsors this week. And if you forget them and you need something, go to RossTucker.com. Click on the sponsor tab and then the spread the word winner looking for a few good men or women to step up to the plate and share on facebook or how about quote tweet you will get a retweet from me and or at ross tucker pod at ross tucker nfl at ross tucker pod all you have to do is quote tweet the show saying how much you love it because i love quote tweeting you guys saying you love it i love gary david Because Gary David is the latest patron. Patreon.com slash RT Media. That's where you see the food grades, the power rankings, the Friday picks, and of course, the even money bets in black and white. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. The man needs no introduction. You follow him on social media at Ross Tuck. No, at Greg Cosell. Because you want to know everything he's up to. NFL matchup show is fantastic. It is a must DVR show. Must DVR unless you're an early riser like me. All right, Greg, much to get to. We had a big game tonight. It's the undefeated Arizona Cardinals against the 6-1 Packers, but we've got some issues. Looks like J.J. Watt might be out for the season, and we know – There's no Joe Barry, Devontae Adams, or Alan Lazard tonight for the Packers. So what will you be looking for? How do you think
2: that affects the game? Well, a couple of thoughts. If we look at the Green Bay offense, what I think you're going to see is Aaron Jones playing significant snaps at wide receiver. He's capable of doing that. They have another back in A.J. Dillon who's certainly capable any given week of carrying 15 to 20 or 20 plus times if the game demands it. So I would expect to see Aaron Jones line up as a true wide receiver on significant snaps. As far as the Cardinals defense, Watt is a big loss. He's actually played very well. But the player to me that has really flashed when I watch tape of this Cardinals defense, which has played well, by the way, is Isaiah Simmons. He's now doing what I believe that they thought he could do when they drafted him. He plays in multiple spots. His length, his speed, his activity, his range, it now shows up on tape, and he can match up man-to-man on tight ends. So I would look for the the Simmons-Tunyon matchup tonight as well. You know what? The thing I don't think people are
1: realizing
0: enough, Greg, that I wanted to get your thoughts on, Arizona runs the ball really effectively. Remember last year, everybody yeah. was like, oh, James Conner stinks, he's done. I, every time I watch Arizona, I feel like Chase Edmonds and James Conner, who, I mean, James Conner probably outweighs him by like 40 pounds, but I feel like they're running it. I don't know what the yards per carry is, but when I'm watching the red zone, you're the one watching the coaching tape. It's like you think Kingsbury,
2: you think Air Raid. They're running it very well. Well, they don't run it with high volume, but they run it effectively. And I think that's ultimately what they want to do. Because one thing they've done more and more of, and this presents problems for defenses, is they're lining up with what we call 10 personnel, Ross, meaning one back and four wide receivers, because they have four wide receivers. And what that does is it spreads the defense, as you know, and it, it, it creates lanes for the back. So they're running very effectively. Uh, not at a high volume because they're still a passing team. But the other element you see with the Cardinals, and this is where I think Cliff Kingsbury is doing a really good job growing as an NFL coach, is this offense is no longer static in terms of how they line people up because that was always kind of a staple of the air raid is that you just line people up on the left, on the right, you don't move them. Now you're seeing more movement in terms of receiver distribution and location and you're seeing more motion. And I think Rondell Moore is one key to that because he's a motion movement receiver and they're taking advantage of that. Love it. Let's get
0: to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Now, uh, they're playing the Jets, so it's, you know, that's not – I'm not really that concerned about the matchup per se. I am concerned about what you're seeing from the Bengals. I mean, I, I tweeted this this week, Greg, or maybe Sunday, at Ross Tucker NFL. When you're talking 11 personnel, quarterback, one running back, one tight end, three receivers, I'm not sure there's very many offensive skill groups that you would take over the Bengals for the next five, ten years when you think about Higgins, Boyd, and Jamar Chase, of course. This Uzama has been a revelation. Yep. Mixing it running back and burrow a quarterback – That's a pretty darn good group of young
2: people there, Greg, in the 11 personnel. Well, I have to tell you that watching the Bengals O and the Ravens D was one of the most fascinating watches of the season from a tactical and schematic standpoint. Because if you just think about it, one of the things the Ravens do really, really well is they show a lot of multiple fronts with pressure looks. They'll get six people on the line of scrimmage, seven people on the line of scrimmage. Now, we know that they're not all coming. But as an offense, you don't know who's coming and who's dropping. And you know this, Ross, from being in the league and just general football. You do not have a passing game if you can't protect your quarterback. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is, how good your receivers are. If you can't protect the quarterback, you have no passing game. So what really stood out on tape was the Bengals' approach. They put, uh, not obviously on every snap, but third downs, critical down in distance situations, they went protection first. They put Pirine and Uzama in the backfield. So they essentially had a seven-man protection concept because they were going to make sure that Joe Burrow was comfortable in the pocket. And then they worked their pass game that way. And that's, that's where it started. So that was really fun to watch. And they did a really, really good job with that. And even though there were some, some leakage in the first half throughout the game, It really played out, and and Burrow was a comfortable player throughout the game.
0: Very interesting. You know, so our listeners right now, Greg, are saying, why don't more teams do that more often? Why don't you have seven-man protections, three-man route, quarterback has all day,
2: and the the receivers will eventually get open if the quarterback has all day? You only do that against teams that really have strong pressure packages and show a lot of pressure fronts. If you're playing a defense that's essentially a four-man D-line pass rush and drops into coverage, you don't need to do that. So it's really a function of who you're playing against. There are teams in the league, Baltimore is maybe the prime example, but there are certainly others that line up with a lot of these pressure front looks. And you don't want to start guessing uh, I mean, based on film study, there are always known pass rushers more than other players. Certain guys, you know, hey, they're more likely to be part of the pressure uh, scheme based on our film study than others. But still, you can't guess, Ross. You know that. You can't say, oh, well, here's what we think's going to happen. You have to be prepared to protect. And the Bengals did that. But you don't have to do that against every team. That's That's based on film study and based on your opponent.
0: Let's get to... The Titans and the Colts, gigantic AFC South matchup. I mean, the Titans have a chance to kind of put so much separation between them and the Colts that they can, I don't want to say coast the rest of the way, but be in a very comfortable position. Really looking forward to this one.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things we've seen the last two weeks, the second half against the Bills and a good percentage of the time versus the Chiefs, big wins for the Titans at home, obviously, in the AFC, is their pass game has started to come around because we know Derrick Henry is a great player. You could argue that he's been the most dominant individual offensive player through the first part of this season. But it can't be just Derrick Henry. You have to work off Derrick Henry with the pass game. And they were not doing a real good job of that early in the season. Now, they really haven't had Jones and Brown on the field together for significant snaps. Hopefully that starts to happen. That was the plan. But their play-action pass game is starting to work. Last week, Tannehill was outstanding in the play-action pass game. And what they like to do with that pass game is one of two things. Work the middle of the field or work outside the numbers when they get one-on-one matchups. And that's what they did with A.J. Brown last week. And if that part of their game starts to come together, which we saw a lot of last season, then they have a far more complete offense and they can create far more explosive plays, which is what they need. What about the Eagles, Greg? I'm going to
0: give you a blank canvas Uh, for this one. Um, I don't know if you want to go offense, defense, or both, but obviously I do their pregame show, and I just want to get your thoughts on what the coaching tape is showing. Well, I love the way you play the Lions,
2: by the way. Your voice went down about four octaves there, you know. (laughs) Um, Well, look, you know, I've been around a lot of coaches in my career, and I always – start with the belief that coaches know their players well. So when I see teams play a certain way, I don't immediately think the coaches are doing a bad job. I tend to think that they know their players really well, and this is the way they think they have to play based on their talent. So, you know, I think offensively, I think they've tried to play to what they believe is the comfort level and strength of Jalen Hurts he's grown up as a shotgun quarterback. He, that's the way he's played. He's played with RPOs. This is what he's been his whole career. So they've tried to get him comfortable playing that way. The question is, can you play that way in the NFL? Can an RPO run game be a foundational run game in the NFL? I personally would argue, no, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I would argue, no. Uh, Clearly, Hertz has been up and down with his ball placement. So he's missed too many throws at the NFL level that you have to make. Uh, So there's been an inconsistency to Hertz throwing the ball on a weekly basis. Defensively, they've clearly played what many would consider in the NFL a very vanilla defense. They rush four. They play predominantly zone, more split safety, some single high, cover three. But I think there's... There's weaknesses at given positions. And my guess is Jonathan Gannon believes this is the way I've got to line up. I don't have the people to do a lot of the things I may want to do. So it becomes a predictable defense that it relies on their front four. And sometimes the front four is able to make things happen. Other times it's not. So it's it's been a, a difficult watch at times. Uh, you don't see a lot of diversity in what they do. We'll see if that changes.
0: The Bucks and the Saints is a big game, Greg. Tell me about it.
2: Yeah, um, I'm really curious uh, to see what the, the Saints do defensively because Dennis Allen is a really good coordinator. They've got people they can line up with and play man coverage. The Lattimore-Evans matchup has been a really good one over the last two, three years. It gets a little feisty because both players are super competitive. I think you will see that matchup. Uh You know, Brady, to me, I think he's throwing the ball as well as he ever has, Ross. The ball has zip. It has velocity. He clearly sees things extremely well. This is an offense that has more of an intermediate and vertical element to it than he had in New England, and he's been making those throws. So I think that is a fascinating matchup. The other side of the ball, I think when you look at the Saints, the player you have to put your focus on is Alvin Kamara uh, because their pass game has been – A little up and down, but one thing we see with the Saints pass game right now with Winston, which we did not see that much of with Drew Brees in his last few years, is shot plays. And obviously shot plays are, there's a risk to shot plays. They're not automatics, but they do try to push the ball down the field on first and 10, normal down and distance situations. And if they can hit some of those, they create big plays.
0: Very curious about the Niners and the Bears, Greg, really for both teams. I, I want to get yeah. your thoughts on what's going on with the Niners. I think this is the first time I've, I've heard Kyle Shanahan be questioned and there's talk of him being on the hot seat potentially. And then for the Bears, uh, they, they certainly do not appear to be making as much progress as I think they were hoping to.
2: Yeah, and I think so much of that is, is preconceived narrative. You know you know how it is with a lot of these rookie quarterbacks. They come in the league now. I think a lot of people expect them to play really well. Uh, some do, some don't. Um, Justin Fields is going through the ups and downs of, of being a rookie. Uh, you know, I think that he's a player that has second reaction ability. So when you see him make a second reaction play and it turns out to be a negative, If you believe that what could potentially make him special over time is his ability to make second reaction improvisational plays, then you can't get upset when he tries to do that and it turns out to be a negative because ultimately he'll learn ideally from that. Uh, So you can't say, oh, you can't do that. Well, if one reason you like him is because you think he can do that, you can't have it both ways. So he's struggling a bit right now. Um, The 49ers are an interesting team. We know they want to run the ball. Garoppolo is a schemed quarterback. He needs the, the throw the reads and the throws to be defined by the offense. Um, I hate to use the word system quarterback because every quarterback in the NFL is just by very definition, a system quarterback because they're running a system, but Garoppolo needs it to be defined so he can see it and throw it. He's not a great thrower. Um, I don't think he played as badly this past week as people think. You know, people talked about him on social media as if he was terrible. I don't believe that at all uh, based on the film. But they're struggling to generate big plays in the pass game. And it's just too hard in this league when you want to run the ball, and that's their foundation. If you don't create explosive plays in the pass game, it becomes too hard. So the way you say that,
0: Greg, it makes it sound like Jimmy G's not real good at going through his progressions? Not real good as a drop back passer?
2: Well, I think ultimately what he is is he's a quarterback that the longer he stays in the pocket, the less effective that he is. I think he's a timing rhythm player, whether it's the straight drop back game, whether it's the play action game, that he needs to hit that back foot and I think the ball needs to come out. The longer he stays in the pocket, the less effective he is. Lot of talk this week, Greg, about the Chiefs and what's wrong with the Chiefs.
0: They play Monday night against the Giants, who somehow got a win without any of their skill guys actually playing in the game. It's kind of remarkable. Yeah. Um I guess we can talk about both sides of the ball, but certainly well, I mean, the, Chiefs the Chiefs only scored three points, Greg. Yeah, and everybody's got everybody's got uh, everybody everybody knows the answer as to why.
2: Well, no one knows the answer. I can just tell you what the film shows. And if you recall, Ross, I talked about this starting very early in the season, maybe even starting week one. Mahomes has always been a player that's made a lot of secondary action, improvisational plays. He's been the best in the league at that over the time he's been a starter. That's what he did, too, at Texas Tech. It's the reason... That a lot of teams, and I remember speaking to coaches at that year's combine that had some concerns about him. They just didn't feel he would run the offense within structure. Now, that seems laughable now to some extent, but he always walks a fine line between playing within structure and playing with outside of structure. And he's been so good outside of structure that it's been a non-issue. But outside of structure does have a certain randomness to it, Ross, as you well know. It has a randomness for the O-line. It has a randomness just for the play itself. And right now, that balance has shifted a little bit to the fact that those plays are not being made. The other thing I would say is they're a big RPO team. And again, I'm not sure an RPO is a foundational run game in the NFL. So So the combination of those plays not being made by Mahomes in recent weeks, going literally back to week one and two, and a run game that they can't fall back on has made their offense a little stuck. And one final point, which is really important, teams are playing a lot more split safety coverage against them, including two-man coverage. And that takes away a lot of those big play explosive elements where Tyree Kill can just run away from people. So there's been a lot of factors that have played into it. I think they need to do a little bit of of a, a reboot and and they, they will, because Andy Reid's done this a long time, and Mahomes obviously is a very talented player. So they'll figure it out, but I think they're just struggling through all this right now.
0: Steelers and Browns is the last one I wanted to ask you about, Greg. You know, watching the Browns Thursday night, I guess from my perspective, it looked like that's kind of how the Browns want to play, whether it's Keenum or Mayfield. We don't know if Baker Mayfield will be back against Pittsburgh, but – Case Keenum threw for 200 yards, a touchdown. They ran the crap out of the ball. It feels like that's who the Browns want to
2: be. That's who they are. Um, And I know a lot of people will say that, oh, anybody could run that offense. Obviously, there is a difference between Keenum and and Mayfield. Mayfield can make better throws in situations where you can't be totally proactive with what you do. So if you get to third and long, Mayfield can throw it better than Keenum. Uh, But as far as look, they played a, a team that couldn't score very much in Denver, so they never had a step outside of what they really want to be. So that game played out perfectly. We'll see who who plays quarterback. I know Mayfield said that, oh, he feels much better now. So we don't know at this point. But this is who they are. This is what they want to be. Then each game dictates if you can stay with that approach throughout the whole game. They could against the Broncos. There may be some weeks where they can't, and then Keenum is going to have to make throws if he's the starter.
0: At Greg Cosell is the Twitter handle, which is a great way to always know everything Greg is up to. If you're not on Twitter, by the way, you can just follow whoever you want and just get the content (laughs) that you want, like knowing when Greg Cosell is available. At Greg Cosell. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. And thank you, Crocs. I saw where um, the D-end, Franklin Myers for – for the the Jets. He was wearing Crocs the other day. He knows what's up. You don't have Crocs? Visit crocs.com and take your pick of wildly comfortable and lightweight clogs, sandals, and slides. It is very rare that I don't have Crocs on my feet. I like the cushion for the pushing. Even when I'm home, even when I'm in my house, it's just it feels better on my feet. It feels better on my ankle joints, my knees, my hips. It's glorious. And they've got the Predator Showdown series coming, and it's free to play on DraftKings.com. Draft the best lineup, and a slice of ten Gs could be yours across three different contests. Visit DraftKings.com/slash/Crocs on November 11th. That's a couple of weeks or Saturday, December 25th, Christmas, to draft your showdown lineups. Learn more at DraftKings.com slash Crocs. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details.
1: Tuck Steaks. Ross. A lot of news coming out of uh, the first in-person NFL League meeting since 2019. What stood out to you the most?
0: Well, of course, Roger Goodell is now under the firing line for the Washington football team investigation, and some of the lawyers representing the women involved in that investigation went to the owners' meetings. I mean, this is a this is a real black eye in an ugly situation right now for the NFL, and it kind of was going to go away, or at least it was on the back burner until the Gruden email leaks. I wonder if whoever did that, really thought it through. Roger Goodell says they feel like Daniel Snyder has been properly punished. Just remember, Roger Goodell works for the owners. He He's saying the things that he has to say, okay? Like, period. I thought it was interesting. Mark Davis, the only owner to say, yeah, I think they should release all the emails because he's the one. You know, if they've had all these emails all this time, And then the blind side, Mark Davis, midway through a very successful season. I'd be mad if I was Mark Davis, too. And then the interesting thing is there's this talk. There's a bunch of things I want to talk to Andrew Brandt about next week. Um, You know, all this stuff came out yesterday after when Andrew and I would have recorded anyway. So it'll be good timing next week since we're doing kind of every other with Andrew Brandt. First of all, check out his latest podcast, Business of Sports, with both the lawyer and one of the um, alleged victims of the harassment in the Washington organization. Andrew's interviewed both of them this week. Business of Sports, check it out for sure. Because I want to ask him about all those things. And Stan Kroenke is, I guess, changing his mind as it relates to indemnifying the league. Because it looks like they're going to lose a pretty big lawsuit against the city of St. Louis for moving the Rams out to L.A.
1: Houston Texans traded running back Mark Ingram to the Saints so he can reunite with the team that drafted him.
0: You know what's interesting here, Brian? I remember three or four years ago doing a Saints game. Might have been a, I might have been sidelined for Westwood 1, Monday night game. I remember a couple coaches saying, I think Ingram had maybe been suspended the first four games or hurt. They were so happy he was coming back because they felt like Kamara was a much more effective, productive player on less touches. They liked to keep Kamara fresh and healthy and let Ingram do more of the dirty work, which is why I'm confident uh, a big reason why they, they signed Ingram or they traded for Ingram to come back.
1: takes. Khalil Mack out this week for the Bears and the Panthers reportedly no longer pursuing Deshaun Watson because he's not waived his no trade clause for them. It's a lot of double negatives there.
0: No longer. Not. No. Yeah. It's a triple negative. negative, The double positive. You don't even know. So as for Khalil Mack, that hurts the Bears tremendously. I think he had five games in a row with a sack. Now he's uh, in a bad spot where he's got to try to figure out he might be out for a couple weeks. As for the Panthers, it's interesting. Well so first of all, Deshaun Watson reportedly not waiving his trade clause for the Panthers, that's interesting number one. I would love to hear an explanation for that. Number two, I it feels like the Panthers are really trying to get the word out that they're not in on it, which makes you think it might be happening with the Dolphins, right? The Panthers don't want to look like they were in on it and they weren't able to get them. So, Or maybe they just really crushed the Texans' leverage with the Dolphins because the Dolphins know the Panthers are out of it now.
1: All right, we've got a game tonight, Thursday night football. Cardinals hosting the Packers. Pretty big game. Who do you like and why?
0: Well, the first thing I like is AutoZone Visibility Week, which is next week. Right after Halloween, Sunday night, November 1st and November 7th, make it a point to join the AutoZone Rewards Program. It's so easy. Plus, you get another $5 bonus reward just for joining. So then, you get a $10 bonus reward when you buy two Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades, $25 bonus reward. When you buy a Sylvania LED fog twin pack, always a good time to upgrade anything visibility related. Now's the best time. So long daylight savings time. AutoZone Visibility Week is right around the corner. Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Get in the zone, AutoZone. As for the game tonight, I like the Cardinals. I think the Packers are a little bit too beat up. As I said, though, on the Even Money podcast, I like the Packers getting the points. I think it'll be a competitive game. I thought that nugget from Greg Cosell regarding Aaron Jones at receiver a lot tonight was interesting. I'm bummed out for J.J. Watt. I really am. Cardinals have a legit chance to go to the Super Bowl. Certainly a really good chance right now. To get to the NFC Championship game, J.J. Watt's never gotten that far. He's never taken the field knowing, if we win this game, we're going to the Super Bowl. I wanted that for him. He's been such a good player, such a good person. It's a major bummer. I mean, he played through this injury the rest of the game. Well, it kind of makes you wonder, if he's able to play through it the rest of the game, could he let it heal for a month Let it rest, just not practice, just play the game. I I don't know. Evidently not. Evidently he's going to try to get the surgery as soon as possible and then come back from it earlier. Sincerely hope it works out for him. Sincerely hope more of you guys decide, you know what? I got something I'd like to get a little attention for. I'd like to get some eyeballs on it. Well, then become an I think we're done here member of patreon.com slash rtmedia, like delicious pizza boy brewing, like very cool sporticulture. Cool gift. Vision Comics with an X. HumanHeadNYC.com if you're into vinyl records, another cool gift. And then SteakhouseSports.com if you like making games a little bit more interesting with my guy Chris Aronchek. Really a lot of cool things there. Tomorrow, I will recap tonight's Thursday night game and give you all my picks for week number eight already in the National Football League. Cow's Draft, Even Money. Both fantasy feasts, and I think maybe even two business sports, all posted. you got plenty of time to watch, listen, whatever. Giving out some winners tomorrow. We want winners. We're like Mike Singletary. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts,
2: Rostucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.